going live. And we're live here on Facebook. Welcome to all those listening in podcast land. And hello to YouTube. How y'all doing today? Um, you're back, Rich. How was Rich was camping last week. I didn't tell anybody that that's what you were doing. I didn't know if it was you and your wife getting away oh. or uh, and not telling people or if it was no, uh, no. a known thing to your family, too. Oh, no, no, no. We, we, were, uh, we were out at Scott County Park for the week, for the weekend, camped with... Uh, some friends of ours, uh, uh, the the Matson family. Oh. Uh, some uh, some uh, friends of Amy's. Yeah. So it was nice to get to uh, spend some time with them and also get to know them a little bit better. And other than being a little bit cold and uh, a couple go nippy, nippy on uh, on Friday, it was a pretty good weekend though. Out nice. There. Did you guys get to uh, use your your camper SUV? Yes, we did. We did use it. It worked out really well. Successful? Yeah. Made camping bearable for you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for both of us. It worked out pretty well. Okay. So we, we know what we kind of got to get to kind of expand our camping. Yeah. Our camping repertoire a little bit. So uh, for those of you that don't know, I'm yeah. going to I'm gonna spill the whole beans on it. Rich mm-hmm. and his wife, Amy, have a 2004? Um, No, it's a nine. Oh, O9. Wow. O9 pilot. Wow. O9 pilot that they have uh, turned into a camping van type thing. Um, so uh, yeah, they they got a bed they got a bed in there for them mm-hmm. and they got uh, I don't know what else you got in there yet. I, I um, haven't actually you know, well, got Well, no. Well, no. We just took the we basically took the third and the fourth third second and third rows out of the pilot and then we built a wood platform to uh to, to have a level sleeping surface okay and also use for hauling when we're not camping okay if we're not camping then we got like a little fold-up mattress yeah mattress or pad to put over it put on top of it, it makes it really comfortable nice that i mean that sounds you know camper van-esque uh yeah. i was here last week y'all got to see me um don't have much going on this well i got some things but not much Got the lawn mowed already. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I I sweated by sweated it out last night, yesterday after work. So So it's going to be hot out there this weekend. Yeah. It's going to, I mean, we're in, we're looking at 94 for a high. What are you guys looking at? Um, I think we're going to be probably in the low, low nineties. Okay. Um, so what do we got? Oh man, I should bring up the docket. I yeah. have it right in front yeah. of me. I don't so, know yeah. why. So this week, yeah, we got we got week, show, uh, have a show to do. We don't just get to yeah, sit talk do. talk to um, each other. Rich, give us uh, your first two headlines, and then I'll give the other. I'll give a couple more headlines. Whatever. Yeah. What well, are your headline well, topics? Mike, uh, we first we got to eat our leftovers from last week, Mike. Yeah. As uh, we're going to talk about Javi's base running play, kind of break that down a little bit and give our opinions on uh, if it was good base running or really or bad defense. And uh, also talk a little bit about fans crossing the line, as we had some run-ins with uh, the fans at NBA games recently over the past couple of weeks. And as always, we'll be going into the NASCAR corner to recap the Coca-Cola 600 and the Indy 500, as well as give you our picks for the Save Mart 350 out in Sonoma. What else are we talking about, Mike? Um, 
We have uh, baseball. Cubs are in first place. And uh, the, some NBA news, plus our quick hits. All that and more. But first, Rich, what do we got to do? Is it time to roll the intro? Yes, it is. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich. And we're back. Okay, so, um, man, do you want to do the leftovers first, or the thing we always start the show off with? We'll do what we always start the show off with, but but I, I've got something for you, Mike, first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, a couple things, because I didn't, because since I wasn't on the show last week, yep. um, I got to come clean. I was kind of a subpar best friend, not reminding you that it was your birthday two weeks ago when we did our show. Yeah, you did. So no, at the very end, after you reminded me. So a happy, so a belated birthday. So sorry about that. No but big I got to come bro. clean on that, you know? Yep. And uh, also a nice job last week doing the show solo. So Thanks. it was very, it was good. It was great. Um, you probably went a lot longer than I would have if I was in in that position. I went and, longer uh, than I thought I was going to, but then I remembered those those topics that I brought up that we're gonna hit on here in a second. Yeah, and, and finally a, a nice, very a very nice tribute for uh, Memorial Day by Taps. Yeah. And kind of going over what Memorial Day is really about. Um, so you did mention on on that during that segment that I know people that didn't necessarily make it back. Yep. Um, it wasn't people, just one. Okay. As our unit, we were lucky enough that we only had one KIA while we were overseas. His name was uh, Brian Romines, and actually Sunday is the anniversary of his passing. So. So we'll we'll give this show. Uh, this is this show is in dedication to to him today. Okay. Okay. So yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, very nice tribute. So, thanks. Getting back online, getting back, yep. uh, getting back to the show, I guess. So, um, let's go to the poll question, like we do every yeah. week. Um, and in that poll question, yeah, it if, was Rich. Where do people find the poll question? They can find the poll question over on our Facebook page, fans of balls and sticks. Okay, if you were, th- if you went there and voted this week, your options. We're, we're still in the sports movies polls. We're in the quarterfinals. This is when it gets serious, people. Uh, we got a battle of the fighters, if you will. Yeah. It was the Karate Kid, ranked number nine, versus Rocky Four, ranked number three. Rich, how did the people vote? You know, I, I'm looking that up because we, we did have a comment get posted on the poll, so we got a shout-out to give on that. Or yeah, Adam Heath. I can. I'll give you the shout out real quick. Go I got ahead. both of them up. Adam Heath said, "I still remember the feeling I had when that when I first saw that kick." Sorry, Rocky. You deserve better. I mean, and and he truly did vote for Karate Kid, which is what I voted for too. I voted for Rocky Four. Oh, I, I knew you going, were going to. Going against my cult, going against my cult, my uh, my earlier vote against Rocky of liking to watch them as a series, not individually. Yeah. But 
I, I felt if you're just looking at the main event of the fight, while Daniel LaRusso won his fight, much like Rocky beat Drago in the movie, I liked the Rocky fight over the, the LaRusso fight because I think it kind of almost did seem like it was like a lucky, like all or nothing type of hit that got Daniel LaRusso to win the fight, to, yeah. to win his match. Yeah. So, but I, so I liked the Rocky persevering and wearing down and winning it off of... Um, but he couldn't put the weight on that leg. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, no. Nah, nah. you, you voted how you voted. I voted yeah. how I voted. I voted for Karate Kid. You voted for Rocky Four. Both good movies. Both, both great, great movies. movies. If they come on, I'm going to watch them both, right? Mm-hmm. I mean... It might change now that I have the little... Right now, she's at the age that she's not going to pay attention, so I don't have to worry about all the the violence of Rocky Four just yet. Mm-hmm. Maybe in a couple years when she's going to realize what's going on. Maybe, I'll, maybe I won't watch that one all the time. Karate Kid, I think I can. But, uh, so Rich, your, uh, your Rocky Four was victorious mm-hmm. in a 4-2 to two victory... Rocky Four moves on, and this week we have Happy Gilmore number five versus number six, Talladega Nights. This is gonna be a tough one, Mike. Rich. Really tough. Great comedies. <sighs> this is yeah. This is probably gonna be the toughest matchup I think of the uh, of the entire tournament. Like, I can agree with that. Yeah. I, I mean, these are very very closely matched um so quote both of them so quotable i've quoted Ooh. both of these movies i quoted both of these movies yesterday <laughs> context yeah talladega nights my daughter was uh my daughter has this super it's a super fancy uh bassinet that's a smart bassinet but you have mm-hmm. to clip her into it so as i do it you know what i say I want to go fast. Slingshot. Engaged. <laughs> so, every time I like every time I lock her in, all, all I can think is slingshot. Engaged. <laughs> and then uh, we, <laughs> one of the guys in the office uh, made a statement and then was immediately proven wrong. So, somebody played uh, the Price is Right theme song. Or the Price is Right. Do, 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 do. And I was like, the price is wrong, Bob! <laughs> Legitimately quoted yeah. both of those movies yesterday. So, uh, look for that to go live at noon, Rich? Yeah, well, I don't have it scheduled, but but I'll get it up after we get off air. Today. Okay, so that's going to be on uh, Happy Gilmore vs. Talladega Nights on the Facebook page, Fans of Balls and Sticks. Um, okay, leftovers from last week. You hungry, Rich? I am. Okay, you know good. What? Mama always said we got to eat the leftovers first. You got to so. eat them leftovers first. So before we do anything, let's get into it. Okay. Wow. Um, Rich, I gave my lengthy spiel last week about how we need to grow up as people and not. Mm-hmm. I mean, what age did you stop spitting on people? I don't think I ever spat on people. Rich, when you were a baby, I'm sure you well, spat exactly, up. But, you know, you I don't spat that. on people. I don't remember that. Right. <laughs> so, 
you learned at an early age not to spit on people. But apparently, people at Madison Square Garden don't know that. Yeah, that that, that that's the one that kind of has me mind-boggling. You know, I mean, I can't. Why? You paid top dollar to to get seats that close to the bench. Why are you feel that because your team lost that game or because Trey Young was doing so well? What compelled you to spit on him? Yeah. Or even spit in his general direction. Come on. I spit in your general direction. Now, it doesn't make any sense to, to me or anybody involved. Um, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't remember all the specifics of it, but I remember what was there. Uh, there was a Seinfeld episode where I think the gang, they get or Kramer or Jerry went to a Mets game, and they were they had the like the tale of how Keith. Uh, I think it was like Keith Hernandez spit at them. Yeah, yeah. It was a. It was a. Yeah, it was a Mets game, and Keith Hernandez, and it was a whole big thing, and yeah, I remember that episode. Yeah, but it turned out he know, didn't. But, act, I mean, spoilers. It turned right? out, yeah, he didn't. But yeah. He didn't intentionally. It just happened. Um, but this guy intentionally did. Yeah, so, I mean, that, I mean, out of all the kind of comments that have come out of this, that's kind of like the one that really sticks out to me. Is really why? I mean, I you would think that the type of person that would have the money to sit that close to the playoff to those, do you have the money to afford those types of seats? wouldn't be the type of person to do that do such a thing apparently money doesn't buy not. you class apparently i guess not so um and then the okay other one... the other big one the, there's two big uh, there one came out this week but the other one i talked mm-hmm. about was uh russell westbrook's getting popcorn dumped on him in philly thoughts on that it's unfortunate that it happened but i think Westbrook overreacted to it i mean it's it's popcorn it's the end of the game so it isn't like he was wasting his money like he just bought it and had like a full tub you mean maybe it tipped over on him maybe it didn't probably not but the way all the fans around there were acting nobody nobody believed that he was doing it un- that he did it as an act that it was an accident yeah so, so i mean i i think he overreacted to it i mean hey whatever at least it wasn't beer. At least it wasn't a beverage to where like your 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 uniform or hair is soaked. It's just popcorn. Brush it off and keep moving. I kind of I kind of agree with that. I kind of I mean it's also at the same time not necessarily. I mean it's still yeah it's. I don't know. I I've been to football games where they dump popcorn on the players as they come in and out of the the stands, and it's like you're expected to if you have those seats, you know. Yeah. So the next one, Kyrie Irving getting a water bottle thrown at him as he's leaving the game in Boston. So this is one that happened this week after you recorded last week's show. Yep. So supposedly Kyrie Irving went to, after the game, went out of his way to go to the center court at the TD Garden, stomped on Lucky the Leprechaun, and then walked away. Okay. Is that is that grounds to throw maybe either an empty water bottle or a half full water bottle, a full water bottle at him while um, he's exiting? So this is the hard part. Rich, you and I 
I mean, we've been to a lot of games. Those guys coming in and different games, but you know, guys coming in and out of the locker rooms or whatnot, they're moving quick enough. I I agree. Uh, the water bottle shouldn't have been thrown. That's first and foremost. Let me put that out there. That water bottle should never have been thrown. That's first. Mm-hmm. I can agree with that. But do I think it was actually directed? I think he was just throwing it at the team. Yeah, if it hits Kyrie, that's fine. If it doesn't, whatever. I don't care. Like, does a normal fan have the arm accuracy to actually pick off or hit Kyrie Irving, even if you're fairly close? Do you really have the arm accuracy to hit him as he's going into the locker room? And that's what happened in this situation. He came fairly close. It didn't hit him, but he came fairly close. Yeah, it's it's a tough. I mean, the guy's getting got arrested and is being charged with a felony assault or yeah. aggravated assault or something like that. So, okay, that I think that's what the right action should be. By the way. Exactly. I mean, you you find this, him. I mean, if you could, I mean, will he get? Will it be on his record? Probably, but more, will he face any jail time? No. Well, but but he could get a hefty fine from the court for taking that yep. action. And I think that's the right thing to do with Trey Young getting spit on, but Russell Westbrook getting popcorn dumped on him. I don't know if I go to the effect of. I don't know if I go any further than banning him from the arena. If, um, if even though yeah, you outlined, I mean, how are you going to enforce that? <laughs> Yeah, a ban from an arena is the biggest joke in in any sport. I mean, honestly. But, okay. Um, and then finally, and this one, we need to get past this, folks. Racial comments are not acceptable. I don't care if it's directed towards a player's family, to a player, Heck, even the other fans in the state. Other fans? I don't, they're not accept. Racial comments are not acceptable. And I mean this for everybody. We need to delete these types of comments from our minds and from our society. I don't truly believe in hate crimes as a thing. I believe all crimes have some level of hate in them. But trump this guy up for trump these people up for for hate crimes. Yeah, I, I this I mean I, I liked what the jazz ownership did to say that hey, we're not all bad people. This is we're not all bad people. We want to invite you back to back to the arena if the series comes back to Utah, and they did. Yeah. They gave them courtside seats on the owner. Uh, but but still, I think the uh, Jay's mom still felt uncomfortable with uh, and had anxiety toward the situation. Didn't want to go back. Yeah, it's... and and if they don't kind of like nip this thing in the butt, I mean, this could impact the Jazz's ability to attract free agents. Yep. And with the NBA, you have draftees that have come out and said, "I'm not going to play for your team. I if it. you draft me, you better be trading me somewhere else because yep. I'm not going to come." I mean, so that. That could make it harder for them to keep their stars in Utah. That could make it harder for them to attract 
people to sign with them and maybe even dra draftees could take the the step of saying i don't want to play for you yeah i uh man whole situation's a screwed up situation um rich your shirt says you're a combat vet you didn't fight for people to you didn't go to you didn't go to war for people to to come back and and see this ugliness in our in our own country technically and 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 follow me on this you actually went to war to stop stuff like this from happening in other places right mhm mm i mean if you look at let's take the politics out of a lot of it but the biggest thing the biggest reason you went um Iraq, right? Yes. Okay. The big one of the biggest things that was going on in Iraq that caused us to go there in the first place. I'm not saying the second time, but the first place was Saddam Hussein was using weapons like chemical weapons and biological weapons on technically his own countrymen, but they were of a different ethnicity. So it's because it's a little hard for because here in America we have lots of different and and right now we're going through war on on like trying to to dig through this perceived war on black people and what goes on with that and part of that similar to that was what was going on in in Iraq. That's why we needed to go in there. That's a lot of the reason why we went mm -hmm. in there. So you went into a place to fight for people who were ethnically different to have the freedom to just be, right? Yes. How do you feel about stuff like this happening? I'm it's unacceptable. Why, why are you still hanging on to opinions of the past? And to I me, mean, it's okay to heckle. Yeah. It's totally okay to heckle. And... But don't cross the line by going at by making those heckles or those or those comments to where they're brushing up or crossing the line to being borderline or actually racist and even it's more so that it's not just that maybe that mean just because you don't think it's a racist comment doesn't mean that somebody else isn't think before you speak <laughs> and is it acceptable to do this to somebody's to, to john moran's family no <laughs> no it's not they didn't do anything Yeah, I just I I don't get it, and I'm just yeah it it upsets me. Okay, overall, Rich, I am gonna mute myself until <laughs> you tell me otherwise. I no, talked no, about no. this for ten minutes last week. You get you get some time. Give us your thoughts. You can break down each one of these situations. I don't care, but I am officially muted. No, no, no. I, I'm good. You didn't think you'd go that far. Trey Young getting spit on. Come on, people. We're better than this. What? Why do? You, what gives you the right to, to spit at him? I mean, come on. Westbrook getting popcorn dumped on him. If you want to waste your money doing that as a player's dump, because you have the seats, that, that give you that access to a player, gets you close enough that hey, you can dump popcorn on him. I don't, I don't know why you'd want to waste that money on the popcorn that you didn't eat, but. You know, at least it was just popcorn. 
So I think on this one, Russell Wilsbrook kind of overreacted and just sort of just sort of walked it off. Brushed the popcorn off, keep walking, no big deal. Irving getting a water bottle thrown at him in, because the fan thought that they disrespected the logo and the organization. I mean, I know that the Kyrie and Boston kind of had like a little bit of an ugly divorce and ended on bad terms, but no, you, you can't be doing that. And finally, racial comments. Yeah, there, there's no excuse for that. I mean, think before you speak. Think before you speak. So we're good, Mike. You can come back now because we okay. The final thing that we got for leftovers is Javi's base running. You didn't even really touch on. No, this I, too didn't. Much. I didn't. I didn't because I have lots to say about it, and I want to. I want you to give your opinion first on this one, um, man. And it wasn't just Javi. Let's let's give some. No. Let's give some credit to Willie. Uh, for just continuing to keep his head down and, and make it so that some of this could even happen. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because, I mean, there's several rights. So where do you want to start on this thing, Mike? Okay, well, let's let's just, first of all, start out with the, we'll, we'll give the, do you want to do the play-by-play or do you want me to do the play-by-play? Or do you, you want know, me to see I, if I can bring it up? You probably have the video queued up, so I'll let I you do the video. I don't actually have the video queued up, but I can oh. do it in two seconds. So um. Okay. So I'll start the play-by-play. It's a routine It's a routine grounder to the shortstop. Pittsburgh shortstop Eric Johnson fields the ball, throws across the diamond to the first baseman, Will Craig. Will Craig, but the throw is a little bit irate and draws him off the bag correct yep yep draws them off the back there's two outs in the inning mike what should have happened you tag the bag walk back to the bag tag their bag so getting over no run scores so javi does this thing where he starts dancing back to home to keep from getting tagged now why the why the the first baseman decides to continue to chase after him I, I have no clue. But all of a sudden, Wilson Contreras comes flying in from in from third to home and slides. As he's coming in, the first baseman throws the ball to the catcher. That's because his teammates were yelling, home, home, home. I did, that I did not hear. So yeah, the teammates were yelling, As he home, was home, doing home. that, as he was doing that, uh, like I said, Wilson comes in and slides and beats the tag. Javi Baez watches it, makes sure to show everybody that he tells it, he calls Will Willie safe himself, and then realizes, oh crap, I gotta get to first, and he runs over to first, slides into again another errant throw that goes out into right field. But not actual right field; it's right center. So the 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 right fielder is not actually at the right position to get that ball. So now Javi looks up and says, "I can make it to second." Runs over to second, and where that the throw was kind of irate and, and gets away from the again from the, from the shortstop or third base. That, that ball was... ends up a foot and a half, two feet off the the offline and the ball goes to the third baseman. 
like, but not far enough away that he can go around and advance to third. If but the third baseman cut. wasn't there, there's a good possibility he could have uh, he could have made it to third. If the third baseman yeah. wasn't there, there's actually a good possibility he makes it to third. Yeah, and then the inning doesn't end there because the next batter up after Javi bats him in and he and Javi scores. Yeah. So because the Pirates just didn't walk back, put the foot on the back, two runs scored yep. instead of zero. Yep. I So, Mike, we, we can both agree that the first mistake was not going back to the bag after catching the ball and stepping on the bag, right? Correct. So I would say the second mistake, uh, well, obviously, and the second mistake was going into a rundown. Yep. So I would say the third mistake on the play is not hustling on the rundown. Why are you, like, casually, like, jogging toward him thinking that eventually either the catcher is going to come up and you're going to get him in a traditional pickle or that eventually Javi's just going to stop running and you tag him out? Yeah. Because he's got nowhere to go. Yeah. If you're going to go into – if you're going to go – if you're going to try and do the rundown, at least run at the same speed Javi is to tag him out and end the inning. Yeah. Yeah. So that's first. Uh, the third mistake. Now, now we're on the fourth. Or the fourth mistake the four by the by the Pirates. Why is, no, why is the second baseman not covering first already? Yep. I can totally agree with that as well. Rule like number that. one of getting somebody into a pickle. You got to have guys cover the bases, right? Mm-hmm. If they would have just followed the normal rules of a rundown, Javi would have been out. There would have been a guy on first. They would have thrown the ball there. It would have been an easy play. Game over, or inning over. Do you know what else they could have done, Mike? What? He could have not thrown the ball to the catcher, and when Javi just stops to admire what's going on at the plate, he tags him out. The run doesn't count. Boom. Inning over. <laughs> Boom. You've committed to that rundown. Why are you worrying about a guy coming into the plate when you've got a force out right in front of you? Okay. So now the jury's out. I think we both agree this is not a base – like, this is not great base running. Yes, Javi's ability to get them into this position is amazing. And the the play that is going on with, with Willie coming around and just keep hustling – awesome but none of this needed to happen and the reason why it ended up happening was stupidity on the parts of the pirates agreed yeah and you know who no longer plays for the pirates mike i would hope none of those guys play for the pirates anymore will craig Oh. He got designated for assignment this week good probably unrelated to this but he got designated for assignment no it's it's just kind of crazy to me when I look at it and I I see all of this like legitimately how are you how are you a major league player? I saw a thing on uh somebody posted that looks like the type of thing that I'd see at a uh, at a city ball game. And I commented on there, I think most of the adults at a city ball game would understand the way that the game works and would not have been caught in this situation. Yeah, I saw this similar play play out um, in my nephew's um, baseball game. He yep. was he got walked. He went to first, 
and he touched the bag and after the pitcher was after they were like throwing the ball around the infield he starts gets a really good walking lead walking lead so what's the pitcher do he looks back at the runner throws it over the first base he takes off running for second base they throw the second base meanwhile the runner on third base jogs in home run scores Look, run scores he's safe at, was that jd second yeah that was jd good job jd jd you get yeah. a shout out today <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Rich will have to show you this. Base play. It yeah. was a good heads-up base running play. I mean, that caused the coach to come out and say, hey, when there's a runner on second, you got to check him first. <laughs> yep. You got to check him before before you go to – before you throw over the first or second base to get a runner out. Yep. Man, that's awesome. Good job, J.D. Nice heads-up nice heads up play. You're what, 10? Yeah, 10 or 11, I think. Yeah. That's where yeah. that's where the kids oh, yeah. start going, to start to figure it he's out. Going in the fifth grade, so, yeah. yeah. That's where kids start to figure it out. They start realizing how to how the rules of the game can work for them a lot of times. So, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, I but overall, bad bait, bad bad fielding. But I mean, you still got to give your hats off to Willie to keep running. Yep. What's the worst that can happen? He gets tagged out at home, and I don't think you could fault him for not quitting on the play because his run wouldn't have scored regardless if they had just stepped on the bag or tagged out Javi. Yep. Uh, and Javi had a base. I mean, he could have gotten a little cocky by, by stopping and admiring the play at home. I mean, he kind of did. Transferred to home, but yeah. He did. But he still made it. If, I mean. If he, if he makes it safe, are we talking about the, if he gets, if he's out at second base or gets tagged out and the run doesn't score, are we talking about this in the same light? In the same light, no, but I think we still talk about it. Okay. I think we still do, because it's still bad, bad, I mean, so again, it depends on which spot where Javi gets out that the that we talk about the play. Okay. If he gets out because the, the second baseman was covering, okay. If he gets out because he can't run back any farther. We st- yeah. It still makes it the highlight border line. I thought it was almost borderline out of the base pass. 100% it was, standing, by the way. Yeah, when he's standing there admiring the play and call safe and then realize, oh, I've got to go to first. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to go to first now. Yeah. He was he was he out of the base pass. ruled him out for being outside the base pass at that point. Yep. So, okay. Ready to uh, move on to the next thing? I sure am. Okay. Next so up, Mike, folks, do you see... What do we got coming up? Well, at least one left turn, right? Yeah. And then after that, we might have a right turn, I think. That's right, Mike, because we're going out to wine country this week. Yeah. Get your get your drink on, but don't drive. Uh, as we head in to the NASCAR corner, presented today by Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. You're home for the best uh, sports memorabilia in East Moline. Check them out. East Moline, Illinois. Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. All right, Mike. So before we get to NASCAR, let's go and recap the Indy 500 real quick. Yeah. As uh, your winner was Julio Helio Castaneves. Yep. Yep. 46 years old, Mike. 
The yeah. old the old guard's still getting it done. Yeah. Uh, Will Powers was looking good, and then like he had marched his way up to actually be ahead of Reynus, and then had some uh, issues on pit lane. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. Did you watch the race? I did not. Okay. I thought it was on a Monday. I no, thought the race no, was on Monday, no, no. not Sunday. It's Sunday. Um, no. So he was coming in and locked up his tires and spun his car in uh, the pits and stalled it and the race team had to come because they don't have starters on those so his race team has to come and like push him down the pit lane to get him into his pit stall so they can service the car and then get it started and then he just was like four, three or four laps down at that point oh um, how did the female driver go that you were talking about during your show, how did she do? She ended up, uh, she ended up out of the race. She ended up in the bottom three. Oh, so. But she'll get better. She'll probably be back though. Yeah, no, yeah, great on her, and and that whole team. Uh, led the 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 team lead is uh, is a female as well. So you know, and uh, cool. Rich Renis Viki got eighth place. Good job. Mm-hmm. Good job. Yeah. So, uh, All right, Mike. So, uh, getting back to NASCAR, go ahead and give us our fantasy NASCAR shout-out. Okay. Our shout-out for last week, obviously, is going to go to you, Rich, I'm sure. Yep. Yeah. Rich, you took first. Solomon, though, solid. Two, you, you took first with uh, 264. Solomon came in second with 258. Getting back in the game, he is. Uh, Tony took third with uh, um, 223. Sorry, there was a huge spider that just came down right here, right off screen where you guys couldn't see him, so I had to kill him. So, um, And then um, I brought up the rear with 116. So, yeah, I, looked, I took a look at your lineup, Mike, and I think you had a couple. You had a... Yeah. You kept A.J. Allmendinger in the lineup probably from last week, and he wasn't in the field driving in the Coca-Cola 600. Oh, okay. Well. And then you forgot to use – you never used your your garage driver. Nope. Um, so that actually brings Solomon to second place. Or Tony's in second place. Solomon's in third place, uh, catching up quickly, and I'm bringing up that rear solidly. So you're you're in – Way first. So, okay, Rich, how did you get so many points last week at the Coca Cola 600? I, I get, I picked the right drivers. I went heavy on Hendricks and guys that had a solid, solid success. Well, yeah, you uh, did. But the biggest thing uh, that Coca Cola, but in our little game of picking the winner. My pick of Kyle Larson came in first, while your pick of Kevin Harvick came in 10th. 10th is a good spot. It is. Great spot. Just doesn't beat a first place. No. So that, I'm closing that gap, Mike, because it's only 10 to 7. Yeah. As I got the race winner, as you talked about last week, with Chase Elliott winning Coda. Two weeks in a row. Two weeks. This week... We're heading to Sonoma for the Save Mart 350. 
Rich, you're the expert at this uh, fantasy <laughs> stuff. What's your advice for the people? Man, look at the guys that are good at the rogue courses. Okay, who are they? Um, so I probably your guys like Martin Truex, Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, Chase Elliott, and maybe a guy that doesn't have the high finishes at Sonoma but is doing well at the rogue courses, William Byron. Okay, okay. And I still like uh, Chris Busher and uh, Tyler Reddick for this race as okay. well. Okay. So, um, yeah, I'm going to default to what you say because I'm apparently <laughs> no good at this uh, fantasy stuff. But I will pick a, a winner. And, Rich, who's your winner? You uh, have the honors. Well, every time I pick this guy, he finishes outside of the top 15 and your guy finishes higher. But I, I like what he's done at Sonoma. And I'm going to go Kyle Busch. Okay, Kyle Busch it is. I am going to go with Denny Hamlin, teammate. I think he's going to have a good time. Always does good at the road courses. Let's go Denny yeah. Hamlin. Yeah, he does have a good history at Sonoma, too. But I, I like the driver. I like the course course history of Kyle Busch a little bit better than Denny Hamlin. Okay. And with that comes the end of the NASCAR corner. Rich, let's let the, tra- let the cars go around as we enjoy... Uh, as we enjoy the NASCAR Corner, brought to you today by Triple I Sports Card Incorporated, East Moline, Illinois. Okay, keep making left turns, folks, as we head into baseball time. Wow, Rich. Um, I mean, I made the comment last week, if you're in first place come the end of Memorial Day, the likelihood is you are 70% likely to make the playoffs that's right and it was kind of encouraging to hear the news that jeb hoyer is starting to hint at that they might be buyers instead of sellers i mean at the trade deadline the problem with being a buyer though is you have to sell something yeah in order to be a buyer you have to give up something so what do you think so um Cubs are still in first place, by the way. Mm-hmm. By a game and a half? Still, yeah, game just and a half. Just a game. Just one game. Oh, it's just one game? Okay. One game over the Cardinals, 32 yep. and 25 overall from show to show. They went four and three. Uh, so, in that rich, uh, we swept the Padres. How shocked are you with that? Really shocked. I was. It was a great series. Yeah. Really was. I was really surprised. I thought they'd only win one out of three with as, with as well as San Diego had been playing coming into the series and having and really but pretty much having everybody picking them preseason to, if not win the West, challenge for the West, at least get in as a wild card. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I like that. Uh, we they... also did. Yeah, but they all, they also did not have to face you Darvish in the series. That's correct. Um, I am glad that they are doing as well as they are. Uh, the nice thing for us is that the Cardinals keep losing while the Cubs lose. So next weekend that will not be the case. As no, because at... next week. Go ahead. Yeah, next week they got uh, they finish up with two more in San Francisco and then continue down the California coast to go down to San Diego 
for three games, three more games with the Pods to finish out the season series with the Friars. And then they come home for a weekend set with the Cardinals. But yep. Mike, did you hear what else was? it's going to be unique with that series with the Cardinals? I did not. Wrigley Field will be at 100% capacity. Woo! <laughs> Is it? I mean... 100% capacity. The mayor... Uh, the mayor allow it will allow the White Sox and the Cubs to be at full capacity now. Okay, we're good with that. Let's let's get back to to being good. Um. Okay, we need to. I mean, it's we last week was Memorial Day. That's always a good spot to to take an overview of how the teams are doing. Um. So let's do that right now, Rich. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. So Mike, why don't why don't you give us who is the division leader, and I'll give you who our picks were. Okay, we will start in the National League East. Okay, the Rays have a one game lead on the Red Sox. All right, so that that is correct, Mike. You did pick the Rays to win the American League West, East. The American League East. Um, I went with the Yankees this nope. year. I went with the they Yankees. They are four and a half games back. They're still above 500. They're, what, three games above 500? Yeah. Four games above 500? So, yeah, four games above 500. So they're still doing well, but the yeah. Rays look like a, like a dominant team. Okay. They do. They're really surprising me. And the Red Sox are really surprised me as well. I did not see them yeah. doing as well as they are. Doing as well as they are. Let's so Mike, what, what about the Central Division for the American League? Central Division, the White Sox have a four-game lead and are 13 games above 500. Once again, Mike, you got this one right so far as the White Sox do. You did pick the White Sox. I picked the Twins, and Mike, how bad are they doing? Richie. <laughs> You want their percentage, or you want their games back? Or Let's how go many? Both. I know it's bad. <laughs> their uh, winning percentage looks more like a batting average, a really good batting average, <laughs> but a batting average nonetheless. At three eighty-six. Yeah, I, I thought thirteen they'd be better. games back. I thought they would be better, and they are also. 13 games under 500, by the way. Ouch. Yeah. Dang. Oh, well. Yeah. They are some, you lose some. Yeah, they are the mirrored record of the White Sox right now. Okay, out in the West, the Athletics have a one-game lead over the Astros. Rich, who'd we pick? Well, Mike, you're three for three is you did pick the A's to win the West. I had the Astros, so I'm not that far off. You are not that far off. They're only a game back, as I said. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, they're they're both relatively decently above 500. So let's move over okay. to the National League. Uh, we'll do the East, West, and then come to the Central. Just so yeah, you know, cool. out All of right. the East, the Mets have a three and a half game lead over the Braves. Well, you're four for four, Mike, as the Mets do your you did pick the Mets and I went with the Braves. Yeah, uh, the Braves, 
the the only division where they only have one team over five hundred right now. Mm. That NL East. Yeah, I mean, I kind of expected the Marlins to come back to earth after that oh, sixty-game yeah. season run yeah, yeah, that yeah, they yeah. had last year, but I would not expect the Phillies and the Nationals to be so yeah. so far under five hundred. Or the Braves. I mean, the Braves are 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 three games under five hundred. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, Mike. The West. The West. San Francisco is one game up over the Padres, followed by two games back by the Dodgers. Just to get that out there. Yeah. Well, Mike, your streak ends as we both pick the Dodgers. Yeah, that's kind of why I went all the way down to 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 the Dodgers. And I knew it wasn't going to last through the NL Central because I'm pretty sure I didn't pick the Cubs for the NL Central. Cubs are one game up over the Brewers and one and a half games over St. Louis. Yeah, Mike, you went with the Cardinals. I went with the Brew Crew to take the Central. Okay. I And I'm happy to be wrong on that one. Oh, yeah, me too. I, did, I am as happy as can be to be wrong about that one. Um, we... I, we need to play like it's May every day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean that. All right, so Mike, that yeah. month so of May was card. crazy. The wild card. The wild cards. Your current wild card leaders would be Boston, hosting the Houston Astros. Yep. Uh, the Cleveland Indians are a game back. The Yankees are a game and a half back in the wild card, and then you have KC and Toronto, two games back. Okay. So, Mike, you what your wild card picks were the Yankees and the Twins. The Twins, for a perspective, are ten games back for the wild card. Yeah, well, I didn't make them to win the Central, at least. I know. No, you did not. <laughs> no, you did not. I picked the Blue Jays and the White Sox. The Blue Jays are two games back. Yeah, that's getting the bad. wild card. No, not bad. Are they Over in Buffalo the currently? National- they are. They're back. Now they are playing in Buffalo. Okay. They'll be in Buffalo, I think, through July. They haven't announced where they're going to play in August, August, September, and maybe even October yet. Okay. Over on the National League wild card, your current wild cards would both be coming from the National League West. As San Diego would be hosting the L.A. Dodgers. And that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Milwaukee is three games back. The the Cardinals are three and a half, and the Braves are seven games back. Our wild card picks were you went with we both went with San Diego for wild card one. For wild card two, you gave it to the Cubs, and I gave it to the Mets. So what you're saying is, except for the Dodgers and the Giants, I have picked. Well, I guess just the and the, the Giants. The Giants and the Cardinals. I have picked every team that would be in the playoffs if the playoffs happened tomorrow. Uh, the Cardinals would not be in the playoffs either. So it's just the, Cardinals the Giants. Cardinals are your only team. The Giants knocking out the Cardinals for the playoffs, basically, is the only thing that I really did. I mean, it's technically the Cubs, but... You know, on the National League side, yes. The American League side, you got the divisions right, but your wild cards are, a little, are, are off. Yeah, but not true. as bad as mine are. No. So, Mike, how are you feeling about, with where the standings are now, how do you feel about your preseason World Series pick of the Yankees over the Dodgers? That's not going to happen. 
I don't even think the Yankees are going to make the playoffs at this point uh, if they keep playing the way they're playing. Uh, sorry to Mark Wishney, a friend of the show. Uh, I don't think they're going to do it. Okay. I, I uh, My pick was the Dodgers over the Yankees. I still feel good about the Dodgers making – I've, I've, making it that making a deep playoff run because their ownership, I think, yep. will address what they need at the trade deadline because they don't care about their payroll. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. But uh, yeah, I I just I can't see the uh, I I don't see the Yankees pulling their heads out of there <laughs> to yeah. uh, to I, make I can't it either. I mean, I, I think I mean I know I talked about it. I know my opinion of the American League was I had a hard time identifying a team to come out of the that was going to come out of the American League, and the way the standings sit right now, I almost kind of see like the ALCS could be the Rays and the White Sox, or yeah. maybe even the A's. Yeah. So, um, yeah, with that, folks, I think it's time to head to the quick hits. I said we were going to talk mm-hmm. about NBA. We're going to throw them in the – we're going to lump uh, the big NBA stuff. I mean, we talked about the, the crazy fans. We'll give you an mm-hmm. update next week uh, when everybody's done with the technical first round, but it's actually the second round, but it's only really the first round. Yeah, yeah. we only have one more first-round matchup to get solved as the – Mavericks and the Clippers go to a game seven, and I believe they're playing that on Sunday. Yeah. Um, so the second, so the second or the third round, wherever you want to. Starts it. today, by the way. What's oh, today? Yeah the the Bucks play the Nets. Oh, okay. I didn't think that the they would start the second round of the playoffs until all the teams were were nope. loaded in. Nope. We're locked in. Um. So. Uh, just um, real quick, um, and and uh, Denver won. Uh, Denver beat the Trailblazers. Uh, yeah. The like you said, the Mavericks and Clippers play tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow at two thirty p.m. Um, the Atlanta Hawks beat the Knicks in four games to one. The Sixers beat the Wizards four games to one, and the, the Nets Bucks swept. the The Bucks, the Bucks swept, swept, and, and uh, Boston I think won four one. The Nets won four to one Nets over won, Boston, sorry. and then finally, for the first time in his career, LeBron James is out in the first round. Is that uh, hurt his goat status? I think it does. I don't. I've never thought he was in the goat status talk, talk, but that's you know who cares. Um, Okay, Uh, I think that's going to have to do it for our NBA stuff because we are at uh, fifty-four minutes already. So yeah, um, so let's go ahead and hit the quick hits. Uh, The Belmont Stakes, not as not as uh, maybe a yeah. This is technically eventful this year. This is technically getting into our uh, our title of our show today. So we'll get to that in just a second. But, um, yeah, Rich, who you picking for the Belmont Stakes? I'm going to go with Hot Rod Charlie. Good good call. Um, I'm going to pick Bourbonic. Bourbonic? Bourbon? I, I like Bourbonic. Ick. I like Bourbon. Mm. Nick. Uh, 
So, um, but officially, uh, Kentucky, the can, so something you have to understand about horse racing, each state actually has their own rules and regulations of about the horse racing. And it is not, it's generally not the racetracks that control it. The state of Kentucky has banned Bob Bafford for the next two years from entering horses in any races in Kentucky. So he's done. He yeah. won't have anybody for two years uh, in the Kentucky Derby, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the Belmont, uh, New York, New York has also banned yeah, him. I think, that's for true. At yeah. least this year, maybe even longer. Yeah, we talked about that. So there will be no Bob Baffert horses in the races this week at the at uh, at the Belmont. Yep. Um, and then f- uh, also Naomi Osaka, uh, moving on to the quick hits. Uh, withdrew from the French Open uh, due to anxiety issues over media uh, obligations. Obligation. Yeah. I think if she doesn't make a big deal out of it, I still think she's going to... I still think... It, but it, her withdrawing wasn't really a withdrawal, if that makes sense. Um, okay. It was more of a... Um, it was more of a. Uh, uh, she was pushed out. Yeah, I think it's kind of. I guess I can understand her, like being nervous and, at least coming out and being public about you know I'm kind of nervous, talking around the media. Yep. And where it almost got me thinking. I mean, why do you need to have a media availability after every single match? Yeah, I can and understand this is... if like if you having a availability after maybe you lose in the tournament, or if you're a top ranked player, or maybe even or like if you won the big match to move on to the finals and then after the finals. But why do you need to have a media obligation for winning in the first round or the second round or the semifinals, which is somebody that's ranked as high as Osaka is? Yeah, that's almost that's expected of her. Why does yep. she need to have? have a media session to outline how she won and did as did like she expected she would do and beat and win in the early stages. Okay, I'm going to bring up a couple of different people. And when I say when I say their name, you're going to you're going to give their media response or what their their media famous response for. I think you know okay. where I'm going with this. Yeah. Why does Kyle Bush have to have a media obligation? after he finishes 30th in a race. I don't know where you're going with Kyle Bush. I was thinking of another player that you might bring up. It, I'm so, going to so bring what, him up, but it's the same response. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Okay. And why does Beast Mode have to pay have to have media obligations after they lose a game that they're supposed to lose? Because the NFL wants its money. And so does NASCAR. If I'm just here so I don't get fined. Yeah. I think that's the guy you were thinking I was going with, right? Yeah. 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 They, they both have they have both been quoted multiple times saying, I'm just here so I don't get fined. And with Marshawn, I think it truly was a I don't want to say mental. Or I don't yeah. Care. Yeah, I think it was more an anxiety thing. He just didn't 
yeah, Kyle Bush doesn't like the media. So it's, you know, um, I don't think it's a necessity. I should, should players be obligated to answer for things every time? I actually think in tennis, it makes much more sense. Mm, okay. In football, let's be honest, in football, how much does Marshawn Lynch control the the entire game, the likelihood that they're going to win that game? Not much. Okay. A lot, a lot has to go right. His offensive linemen have to block for him, and he's got to make the right cuts. Truly in NASCAR, how much, honestly, does Kyle Bush have to have in controlling how well he does? A little bit more, but not much. Because mm-hmm. if the car's not built well, if the engine gives out, if the if the the tire changer misses a lug nut at the wrong time, if this or that, or there's so much. Another thing, driver. If, if another, another driver, driver screws makes, up, makes a wrong move. Like, there is so much out of his control. In tennis, how much does Naomi Osaka control her own destiny? A lot of it. Especially playing in singles. And technically, the only time you can get coaching advice, technically, is between changes, side changes. And even then... In the professionals, I'm pretty sure you're not even allowed to do it then. I think the only time you're allowed to to get coaching is before and after the game or in an official timeout. You're out there by yourself. You control the game. You and the other player are the only two that control the game. The, your coach has nothing to do with it. Your Your trainer, the guy that... The ball boy has very little to do with it. Maybe if they throw the ball and hit you in your eyeball. But what does who else is on the line for how well she plays in a game? Marshawn Lynch, his offensive line could be crap, and he could get tackled behind the line of scrimmage every time because there's no one blocking for him. Kyle Bush could could get wrecked by. Uh, Brad Keselowski intentionally even and he's yeah. out of the race but that media obligation is is, <coughs> is the key there because he he's very quotable if something goes wrong that was out of his control he's oh yeah he always if it's out of his control he's quotable when it's his fault he's I'm just here so I don't get fined that's my tip of the day if you're watching a NASCAR if you're watching NASCAR and you hear Kyle Busch say something like I'm only here so I don't get fined it generally means he didn't do he didn't race as well as he should have so um but but Osaka truly is the master of her domain out there so I think she actually has a lot more control so it, there is legitimate reasons to ask her questions in the middle of it or in after matches after the first round match the interview should be how did that feel that's pretty much all you need to ask after that you don't need to ask how's your boyfriend how's this how's that how's the blah 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 i heard your screech got pitched six decibels louder do you think that that's 
affecting your game. <laughs> the first round is herded warm-ups. Come on now. Do you feel good? Okay, thanks. Any more questions? No? Feel good. So-and-so so and so played a tough match. Any other questions? No? Okay, bye. Second round. I would even say that one could be, okay, she gave she kept got you on your ropes. Um, how'd you get through? The problem is I and honestly, I don't even think the problem is that. I think the problem is is that it's the dumb questions. Just the dumb questions that have nothing to do with tennis. If they were if they would continue to ask questions that are tennis related, I don't think it would be as big of a deal. She'd probably still do them. Okay, we got to move on because this fair. quick hit is going longer than some of I our know. other stories. Um, yeah, so uh, Duke coach Mike Krzyzewski yeah. will be retiring after the 21-22 season at Duke University. Yeah. Coach K. Crazy wits, whiskey. Yeah. Um, it was bound to happen one of these years, though. I mean, honestly, yeah. Who's next? Joe Calipari? Yeah, Calipari could be doing could be up there. Um I mean, folks, people get old. We've got in America at least, if you're listening elsewhere, I don't I don't know. I mean, a lot of other places what they have is the uh they have the the pension programs which is failing, which is why Greece went under and blah blah blah, but that's another story. Um but in America We've made retirement seem like this grand thing to work for. And so people look forward to retirement. And once you hit a certain age, you start thinking, okay. And when you're, when you're, when you're, sh- 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 uh, Mike, Shishetsky. you're looking at a life and you're like, I have six gold medals. I am one of the biggest best decorated college coaches ever what more can i do mm-hmm. so he'll be missed uh next year is going to be his farewell tour do you like guys doing their farewell tour we've talked about it for players how about coaches i don't know how bits with coaches at least now you at least you I think with a coach at his level, I think you had to announce it beforehand because a lot of people go to Duke to be coached by him or to be or to be coached by him. So at least now, yep. if, if you're still going to have Shiseski involved in recruiting, it can still now now instead of it being, yeah, I think I'm going to be coaching for here for a couple more years. At least now the recruits know what's going on and they know the structure they know who the assistant's going to be that's going to be taking over for him. Yep. As they've already announced his successor. So, And finally, if you have millions, and I mean millions upon millions upon millions, uh, you can own your own player, authentic player, World Series ring for the 2016 Chicago Cubs. As Ben Zobrist's ring is going up for auction June 24th, I want to say. They announced it the 4th. Uh, I thought they said 24th, but I don't remember. 
I don't see exactly where that's at, but yeah. Going up for auction, you can buy the Cubs World Series ring uh, from Ben And Benzo the MVP this. of that World Series. Yeah. Too, not just a player ring, but also the MVP of the series. Yeah, um, man. Um, I don't want to speculate. Let's not even speculate on personal issues on why this might be happening. You hope it's not for those reasons. You hope it's not for personal reasons that he's having to put this up. Yeah. But you mean you knew sooner or later some one of those player rings was going to become available. Oh yeah. I just didn't expect it to be Zobrist. I expected it to maybe be like the maybe like kinda of like an Albert Omora or one of the bullpen guys that's at like the end of his career that wants to kinda of like cash out one more time since he can't get yeah. a major league deal. Yep. Or can't get out of the minors since he got sent back down and what what was up on that twenty sixteen team. Yep. I didn't think it to be a guy like Ben Zobrist. Yeah, that's sad, but, um, I mean, not surprising. Um, and then finally, um, one last thing. Let me bring it up. Um, Tampa Bay's prospect, Tyler Zobro, uh, was Blasted in the face uh, off a line drive Friday in Durham. Uh, the game stopped for a while, from my understanding. I think it was like a half hour. Um, the team, uh, everybody, like everybody, dropped to their knees, and uh, and just the the place stopped. Uh, a stretcher was brought out to get him off of the field. Um, wow. So uh, keep him in your, your prayers. Uh, he's said to be expected to make a full recovery. And then finally, uh, I know I said finally already, but I forgot about Kevin Piller back on yeah, the field wearing a face the uh, face thingy, uh, one of those like what you see in the NBA all the time, but uh, wearing one of those uh, made it back on the field. So good to see okay. you can get beamed with a 94 mile an hour fastball, break your nose in a very nasty way, and still make it out in a couple weeks, right? Yeah, the modern medicine at its finest. And I got one more for you, Mike. Yep. Uh, former Bears and Panthers tight end um, Greg Olson, yeah. his son, is recovering from a heart transplant. Wow, that's that's always a rough one because you know that some family had to say yes to it's okay. It's okay yeah. to 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 stop to take to remove a heart. The heart is what keeps you alive um, from a child. Uh, to allow Greg Olson's son to, to survive. Again, you don't know who you're giving it to, so it's not like Greg Olson was standing there like, well, here's the money. That's not <laughs> what happened. That's not how it works, folks. But a family still lost their child. We're happy for Greg Olson. Like, I'm not, I'm, it's great news. Like, 100% it's great news. But you also have to, to and, and, and I, knowing Greg's personality, um, 
I think they're going to reach out to the family. I'm sure they will. And I don't know that they're going to – I'm guessing that, that there's – normally when something like that happens, there's some sort of medical bills incurred by the family anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm hoping – I'm guessing he'll probably write a check for that and maybe a little bit more. Um, and, and I hope that this family can meet Greg's son and, and get to – to hear the heartbeat of their child again. Yeah, that would be pretty neat. And I'm sure, I'm sure Olson will probably reach out to the family in some way. That's the what type of guy he is. Great note to end on, on, uh, on Greg Olson's kid getting a heart though. That is really exciting. Uh, and Tyler or, and Kevin Piller making it out back on the field, uh, two weeks after getting hit in the face with a 94 mile an hour fastball, rich, um, once again, give a shout out to your to your uh, your colleague in arms um, as the final shout out of the the show. Uh, yeah, um, rest in peace, and you are uh, not been forgotten, Sergeant uh, Brian M. Romines. Sergeant Romines, we thank you for your service. Um, with that, Rich, people watching us on Facebook or YouTube, they just want to listen to us on their drive. What should they do? You know, you can find our podcast wherever you uh, get all of your pop, your other popular podcasts. Um, I listen to, I, um, listen to the show for quality control on Apple Podcasts, but I've also been told that you can find us on Anchor, uh, Anchor, Spotify, and Google. Probably some Google and Google. I think we're still working to get on to iHeart. I think so. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure that one out. Um, folks, thank you so much for joining us this week. Uh, if you are listening to us and you want to participate in our poll questions, jump on to facebook.com slash fans of balls and sticks. Check us out there. We are there. We post it every week. Um, Rich, we only went, you know, it's only an hour 13 show so far, which is not bad because we had to cover a couple of topics from last week. Um, thanks for for uh, for being there this week, uh, helping me out. Um, and Good job, JD. I'm gonna give him one more shout out. Get that play. Get the get to get to work on that. That's good. Uh, anything else? Any family shout outs that you need to give before we go? I don't no, have I don't any. Think I, do. I don't I think don't. you do. Okay. Any any uh, shout outs on for the comment line on no, the Facebook Live? No comments. No. If you want to be sh- get a shout out on the show, uh, check out the comment line uh, on Facebook.com slash balls and sticks you can join us every week we're here about 10 30 is our goal time it's a couple of minutes if you if you uh like the page and turn on notifications you'll find out when we're when we go live you can join us right there um and and again on facebook on your apple podcast all of those places we ask that you like subscribe that really is going to help us get out to more people uh rich have you liked us given us a review or subscribed to our channel yet i have subscribed okay i've subscribed i've subscribed and liked i don't know if i how about on youtube as a as a what how about youtube youtube i've not found us on the youtube yet i need to do that yeah just uh, subscriptions help likes help so uh, we'll post we, we're, I'm going to try to be better about posting it the same day that we uh, get on. Uh, with that being said, Rich, what's it time to do? It's time to roll that outro. Yeah, you got to lengthen that out for me. Oh, uh, time to roll the outro. There we go.
Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich. 